Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. They taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. 
The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to um, the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general advocacy and support and awareness around barefooting and the general benefits of barefooting. Barefooting is completely legal in public spaces in the United States. Unfortunately, most people don't realize this because of different propaganda fed to them. Um, but it has never been illegal to barefoot in the United States. Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, believe this, and that can cause for us those who are barefooters, you know, to have to deal with a lot of, you know, unnecessary conversations and conflict and just awkward confrontation. Um, but there are no laws or health codes against barefooting public spaces. So you're not doing anything wrong. You know, you know, you're right. wrong with you for wanting to live the lifestyle of being barefoot. Exactly. It doesn't mean that, that you're doing anything wrong, negative, weird, stupid, crazy. It just means you're living the life that you choose to live. For you or yeah because you're not living anyone else's life and no one else is living your life so listen to yourself and your body and i think a lot of people get scared did we introduce ourselves i don't know if we did i don't think okay well um i'm phoenix and this is oddball audrey (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um uh, we weren't here for the last two weeks between um, scheduling conflicts and then technical difficulties. technical difficulties. It's always some something fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and we know good with tech. I'm not. She's yeah. better. I'm I, not. I feel like the only reason I'm a little bit better is because I'm younger and, like, so, like, it was more immersed in my life, but, like, in a different way. But even when I look at some people my age people and my people age younger no than me, I'm I'm so impressed with, like, 13-year-olds. Honestly, oh my gosh. I don't even want to. The stuff my kids can do with a computer, like I, they could probably, you know, code a whole website before I could even engineer the shower. So like, this you know? can literally, like, yeah, basically create something yeah. out of thin air. It's amazing. Yeah, especially with your son. And I'm just like, can I have a pen and paper? 
<laughs> you know, like, I, I, I just kind of paper, I'm good to go. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I think for me, with it's more of a um, sensory thing, but also I didn't grow up with as much technology as people around me. Um, and so, like, I've just always, and, like, this, I think it kind of fits in with, like, my experience with barefooting and sensory things. What? Oh, um. Keep talking all I don't know. Um, but, you know, I just always, per, like, I didn't, I didn't have as much access to technology and computers and things like that as much as some people my age did. But um, I had um, just always preferred being able to, like, write things down. Um, I just think that there, it's just always helped my mind better. But for me, I didn't really understand what it was. It's just like, oh, I just prefer pen and paper. But later understanding my experiences with ADHD and autism, for me, it's just something that I still do prefer. Um, it, and, and I think there's a lot of things that can count for sensory reasons or preferences more than people realize. I got really into having to, you know, type on technology because of, you know, well, that became more of a, the requirement for, you know, my age group with right. and being in high well, school see, and middle funny. school and college especially. But also, like, with different health issues, it, got, mm-hmm. just, it can be hard for me to be able to write right. things down extensively. Well, and it's funny because, like, when I, was, when I went back to school, all these younger kids would make fun of me because they would just straight type their papers, type their notes. I'm handwriting everything, right? And because the generation came, that's just how we always did it. Uh-huh. Typing notes, just I can't. I can't type a paper and then just send it in. I, mm-hmm. And I can't proofread reading the screen. Mm-hmm. So I would handwrite everything, edit it, then type it from that. And these, these kids, and this isn't to make fun of them or their GPA or whatever, totally. Um, but they were like B, C average. I was on the dean's list all four semesters when I went back to get my degree. So I was like, go ahead and make fun of me, but I know what works for me. Yeah. So... Just, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's that's like an so, example and of I doing something for and yourself saying, and having your own methods that help you be successful right. contrary to what other people every, think. And that's not saying everybody that straight types mm-hmm. the paper is going to be a BC student can't be. That's yeah, not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying I found it a little ironic that the ones that were making fun of me for taking longer to do my papers, mm-hmm. because it does, it takes longer to handwrite it out, it mm-hmm. takes longer to do this, that, the other. I just found it funny that those are the ones that were, and I just, I, I just giggled to myself a little because it's a little, it, think about it. Yeah. You're going to make fun of somebody for how they do it, but they're doing better than you. And, you know what I'm saying? of a conversation, which we're not going to get too much into, but we had earlier, actually, if you think about it. That actually makes me think of that. But also, I think it shows that a lot of the time the people that are criticizing and coming for us and our methods and, mm-hmm. you know, only see the madness to our methods rather than the success and the beauty and the fruition of whatever, you know, comes out of it, you know, they kind of get almost envious or they have their own problems. But even if they don't know how well you're doing, the people who are going to have the most criticism towards other people that is completely unjustified are the people who are, you know, at their lowest and don't like themselves, don't like the work that they're doing. People who are happy and, and truly successful and not horrible people too are not going to be bothered by you know like I just I don't think it's really productive I mean I get it with anxiety being worried about confrontation so many things it can be really hard not to put weight into the words people say but a lot of people are just projecting there's a lot of I'm trying to know. Um, 
negative thoughts and feelings that they have, you know, that they're trying to put on to other people because they're just not happy with themselves. It's that simple. And that's kind of what you run into when you're out in public barefooting. It's like yeah. they're like they see you as like there's something wrong with you or weird with you because you're living mm-hmm. your life, and they they and I and I'll hear it a lot too. I wish I could do that. I'm like, but wh- why can't you? Like, why can't you do that? There's there's nothing wrong with you. You know, it just like what's keeping you from doing it? Exactly. And it's like they are like not, I don't like to use the word jealous necessarily because it's kind of it's like almost like a stronger word is hate, but like mm-hmm. and they like they're envious of you know, the fact that I'm doing it, I'm like, you could just as easily pop your shoes off. Barring any medical conditions, like, I agree, there are some situations, you know, especially, you know, you've got to be careful with, you know, I just, and, and me, actually, this one thing I was wanting to actually bring up today was when you're aging and you're getting older is being more careful because I used to, I just hit 40, and I thought I had a few more years till, you know, the good old menopause. This isn't, trust me, this will relate to barefooting here in a second. Just bear with me. So I went to my doctor because I thought I started menopause. They ran the test, shows I'm post-menopause, which means I've already gone through it. And it's funny because lately, so as you're aging and you're getting older, obviously we all know things in your body are going to change. They're going to get different flexibility, range of motion, weight, you know, the way you gain weight, all that. Well, one thing I didn't really count on was getting like small infections because I have, I've always like, you know, while I'm hiking, get a stick, like poke my foot a little bit on, it's always on the top, the bottom of my feet are fine, (laughs) but it'll like scrape the top of my foot. Like I have a few now and I never really had to worry about it. I could just, Mm -hmm. you know, go about my business. And the top of your foot doesn't build callus. Right. And exactly. And then I was noticing like right now I've got band-aids on because there are just some spots like actually, started getting infected, even though, like, even though the one on my hand floors me, because I work with, I'm a preschool teacher, I wash my hand like a billion times a day, there's no reason there should be any bacteria in there at all, because I wash my hands so much, even when I'm not at work, I'm very conscious of that, but yet, there's still one in my knuckle, from where it busted from getting chapped, just from getting chapped, where it busts, and normally that happens every, it happens every year, I've never once had any of the little spots get infected, and I'm like, it looks like, I was like, what is happening? And so I was looking into it, and, you know, your immunity, your your immune system closed down. There. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, which is funny. So that's just I want to get there to for when you are barefooting, and if you're like me getting older, and it's, I mean, everyone's getting older, but if you're hitting, like, <laughs> that phase of your life, be more cautious. I recommend I'm starting to do this in my hiking pack because I'm not going to stop my I'm not going to stop hiking because of this. You're not going to stop barefooting. No, I'm not going to stop hiking. I'm not going to stop barefooting because of this is not like it's too helpful and important and essential as to mm-hmm. who I am as a person. I'm not going to give that, but keeping making sure I like in my hiking pack I keep a pack of baby wipes. So if I do step poke myself a stick, I can wipe it real quick and put the band-aid and the antibacterial cream on it like right away to hopefully lessen the rate, you know, the chance, risk. the yeah. risk, yeah, the chance of getting infection. Because I didn't, I, something I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, so just be cautious and listen to your body. And if it starts telling you there's other, certain mm-hmm. things you have to do, start, keep taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. do those things. Yeah. Listen to yourself. It's not worth, I had a friend Don't that just. caught up in your pride, yeah. Yeah, it's not worth, I just had a friend 
recently had to have part of his foot amputated, and he's not a barefooter. But apparently they were, they went somewhere, and a rock went through his shoe and into his foot. And the whole process, like the ER didn't get it all out, and then the one doctor put it in a cast, and it turned out he was chaff, which then went to the bone. So, like, he lost half his foot, but it's like he felt he felt like he should take the cast off because it's the perfect environment for bacteria, but he didn't do it. Because, there because the doctor said, the doctor yeah. put, yeah. So it's just I'm just saying all this to say is listen to what your body is trying to let you know. Like yeah. these, these and, little and nicks I'm getting. And advocate yourself with professionals if they're not listening and they're yeah. just problems. These they're little nicks I'm right. getting are not worth yeah. losing even a toe, let alone have my foot. Yeah. I feel so, I'm like, I can't imagine I'm like, that really put a damper on my barefoot and lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I've my barefoot and a half lifestyle. I don't know, but, like, crazy, though. Yeah, I, I just, just scare listen. someone. No, not at all. But instead to be aware caution. of, especially, you know, the effects of aging, and this is something that we don't really talk a lot about really in society. Happens. There's And in general, it's like there's so much – fear and deterrence away from talking about aging it's getting better and than when I was a kid, older but, but if we're really living in tune with our bodies and with the earth and the natural cycles yeah. of life like we have to be in tune with our bodies as they age yeah. and understanding but that's what was infected it's tiny. it's tiny yeah it is tiny but but it's not worth it's not worth letting it go and letting it get Crazy. I think I can let it air out you're good but I'm being gross over here and you're good, good. But it's, <laughs> yep, I'm a preschool teacher. But Carry on, no, you're good. Um, and it, I think it's just important to remember that you know we're constantly in an ebb and flow with our bodies, and even as the seasons change, um, you know here, you know northern hemisphere, we're in the middle of fall, um, and kind of near the later end anyway. But um, you know, and so that's going to limit some people's ability to, you know, barefoot. And that can be very frustrating for sure for a lot of well, us. Well, to be honest, like with it getting colder and like uh-huh. me getting my hikes having been so essential, like it's always been important for me since I was a kid. Always been an essential thing for me. But like this last year, it's been like what helped pull me out. Well, it was apparently menopause, but out of a dark, <laughs> out of a dark place. And... I don't want to have to give it up just because it gets cold or it gets winter or whatever. So I'm not going to, I am considering looking into a pair of like moccasins or some type of shoe for when it's snowy so I can still hike. I don't like it. I don't want to, I don't like shoes, but I also, it's, so it's just about the biggest thing is, you know, listening to your body. Like I'm not putting them on until it's like they're freezing off my feet, you know, but We'll see how it goes. I'll keep everybody posted through the show as I go along, you know, how I'm doing, what's going on, how, how long I'm able to go without and all that. Like it's, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna push my button, push my limits. You know, it's kind of how I live my life. Fly by the seat of my pants and push my limits. But I'm not gonna be entirely, I'm not gonna be careless about it. I'm gonna still like probably have them in my pack until I can't take it anymore, kind of thing. But I just, especially again with me getting older and I'm, you know, and I have a, I have a risk of diabetes, which actually I'm getting tested for probably next week or the week after because putting on 30 pounds in a month is not usually a good sign. Whatever. Ah. Yeah. Well, my thyroid number's good, though. They did check that. (laughs) Thyroid's good, so. So. But, um, 
I'm getting a little off topic here. All I'm trying to say is listen to your body and take care of it. Even if you listen to your feet, take care of your feet. If, you know, if it seems to be, you know, something maybe you shouldn't do, then, then, then don't. Like, there's no shame in having to possibly cover your feet for a minute or a little bit just to do something. And I've never said there is. I hope I've never implied there's just because I've been pushing my limits and as tough as I am. When I've gone the whole winter without, I've not gone hiking. It's been, I'll be, it's been, you know, walking around outside for a little bit um, around my house or going from the house to the car and the car to a building, you know, it's not anything. I've not been able to go hiking barefoot yet in the winter. That it's not, I don't know. I've still been out in the cold. I pushed it, and I'll stay out there for, like, 10, 15 minutes, you know, which can be a lot when it's snow. I'm not going to – I'm not saying what I've done isn't freaking awesome, but (laughs) – Yeah, but I think this is also frustrating because you've made so much progress the past couple years with your barefooting. You've been barefooting for over two decades, really, and, you know, it's something that is so crucial to your – life, your well-being, accommodating, and helping, you know, just have part of a treatment plan with your health issues. Obviously, you know, and I hope this is obvious. I mean, I think it is for most people, you know, barefooting is not a cure-all. We're not claiming that it's going to magically cure you, especially, you know, in a month or a year. No, Um, but it's something that is definitely very beneficial to Audrey's health and well-being, my health and well-being, treating different mm-hmm. issues, accommodating different it's issues within us. Physical, but mental, it, emotional, spiritual. Yeah. There's whole body. so Holistic. many different aspects of the human existence and different multitudes that barefooting has helped both of us within, but it's not even just us. It's helped so many different people. And there's so many different experiences and perspectives, but it's, and I, and I think that's kind of to be expected when you really think about it, though, because yeah. having a human body and having the human existence and, you know, the our souls or whatever, whatever people believe in, just how complicated of, you know, creatures, organisms, and just beings that we are, you know, there's so much individuality and differences within that. And, yes, you know, yeah. there is a general humanness and connectedness. And, you know, I think it's like I've been going through a lot of just really hard things in my life. And even if I'm not actively going through the hardest things right now, like I'm finally allowing myself to feel and heal from things. And well, and you might not be going through the hardest things ever, mm-hmm. but they could be the hardest things for you. or they could Yeah. Be. Just because it's not the hardest thing doesn't mean it's not mm-hmm. hard. But That's I mean, what people yeah. seem to forget, like, well, it, I hate that it could be worse. I'm like, yeah. well, no kidding, and I'm glad it's not, but, like, that doesn't mean that this is easy. It doesn't mean that I'm not struggling. It doesn't mean yeah, that I should be happy about mm-hmm. what I'm dealing with because it's not the hardest thing that anyone yeah. ever in the history of hardness has gone through, yeah. you know? It's, it's the, the, you uh, know, two things that, I, yeah, no, and, I, you know, I, I totally agree, and, I, you know, especially when looking at other people versus myself but you know I get it yeah like for sure um but I think too the things that have really helped me because it's like even if I'm not really actively going through these things I'm finally allowing myself to feel them and heal from them and understand and relive them and sometimes that's not always a choice and I think the two things that have really helped me through that even with you know my mind and my emotions and 
my body with my health, like it really has been barefooting. And even the effects that trauma has on the body and needing to regulate the nervous system, as well as understanding, you know, my experiences with ADHD and autism that were always there even before certain things and really starting to understand myself and, you know, why barefooting even was so important in childhood and, you know, I always did all the time. Just really, you always saw your crazy hippie aunt running around without shoes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, barefooting is something that has generally helped me when I feel too emotionally charged up and, or just even just mentally too charged up mm-hmm. you know just being able to connect with the earth touch the ground like and like the grass is something that just really helps me um and it can be hard for me to be outside um you know living in a, an apartment complex can be kind of hard because there's always like people going around and you know you always see people from the office and maintenance especially where my apartment's located and I'm a very socially awkward person it's also mostly because of the autism but being outside and being able to connect to the earth and touch the ground like that's something that genuinely has been one of the most helpful things for me um in terms of healing through some stuff and I used to go out and hike on the regular basis and used to like leave my um home more because, you know, I was able to, and then, you know, it got harder near the end of the summer, my body, just things going on physically, um, not feeling as safe because I had some experiences out hiking by myself, got to love the world we live in, um, and, and then other people just really being like, yeah, that was not a good situation, and so I think once other people were able to kind of be like, yeah, that was not validate. okay, and kind of, yeah, validate, I was like, oh, because I was just like, I don't know, things are weird. I just, you know, and and I think for me, I'm just a person, I just kind of just like shut down things. I just kind of keep going, like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's kind of weird, but I'm not going to think too hard about it until other people right. make me. Right. I'm doing like, oh, okay, you're right. Because I always assume I'm paranoid, I'm anxious, like, well, you know, sense. because I am paranoid and anxious. Right. And I know, and so, but then even just physically, like it's been, you know, harder to get out and actually like be in the woods. Um and even when I'm not doing so well physically, I mean, like, that's not a safe situation to be in. I mean, even just, I could just be out there for days if I lost signal and I could messed up my back. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but if I was in a bad enough place, no, you, know, you have to think about that. No, you're good. But, no, I'd rather live in the woods, honestly, too. In general, that's why it can be so frustrating. And, you know, living in apartments, like, I kind of have to expect that there are going to be people coming and going for either a work for the complex or especially where my apartment is positioned. Um, And I also have to be, you know, more aware of and expecting, like, other people to be around, which is hard because sometimes my autism, I don't want to be socially perceived. And I, but also I don't really know how to compute social things. So if I'm, you know, if somebody were to interact with me, I don't know how I would respond some days, but those are usually the days when I need to touch the earth and the grass, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and um, have, you know, um, just my off. cow time with the grass. <laughs> like, um, cow, but like, it, it, so it can be kind of frustrating. I think it's hard because sometimes as barefooters, it's not that we really want to be around people. We just want to be able to kind of like mind our own business. We don't really want to be perceived. And sometimes it's not even a matter of like anxiety or fear. Sometimes people can just not want to be perceived or want to have to interact with people or feel like you have the energy for those interactions. And especially as, you know, barefooters, even if you can't relate, um, you know, to those neurodegenerative things you know as I think most barefooters can relate to having those interactions where you can expect because you're barefoot 
for someone to be saying something or to interact with you, especially when you're, you know, going in a public space more like a store um, or something like that. And you're just like, I don't have the energy for it, especially because, you know, we live such busy lives. In general, we are such a busy, moving, fast society that's like, you know, as much as barefooters often are, you know, and try to, from my interactions with barefooters, you know, connect the earth and their bodies and, you know, live more in tune with that, which often does mean having to live slower because we are, we should be living slower for our bodies, but that's not really entirely possible for anybody either. And depending on different situations and circumstances some people that you know can they can have more of that privilege of living slow but you know especially when you're like I have to get something you're in and out like you know it can be really hard because it's like I just need to get what you get I do not have the energy or time or bandwidth to have a conversation with somebody it's not about necessarily just anxiety either but anxiety is part of it I said you have exceeded the limitations of my medication (laughs) I can't handle you right now uh, it was not a nice thing to say. I will acknowledge that. Was not honestly not nice. though. But I, as I, much as it's like, okay, it's not nice. It better. That is a. That, that honestly though, it's still in a way you were still setting a boundary, but like you have. Well, yeah. You know? I just. It's um, like it's a stranger that should have you know, invading and not minding their own business. Is always preaching, be kind, help when you can. Don't be a jerk. That was a jerky thing. Yeah. No, and I'll acknowledge and, it. I will. Admit no, it. and I'm not gonna act like like maybe you know, you could word things better. But honestly, that's not the worst of things, you know. True. That said in your executive function. I mean, that's the best point. <laughs> you know, quit tattling so, on me. <laughs> even talk to I tattle on myself. <laughs> you tattle on yourself every time you go on this radio show. Okay? I do, but you know why though? Because a I can keep anybody's secrets but my own. And no, see, it's ADHD. <laughs> I believe in full transparency. If I'm going to, like, yeah. up and practicing, and if I goof up, I believe in no, and I totally agree. taking responsibility for that. And that's why I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're the worst person in the world. Instead, look at, like, okay, you were trying to set a boundary, you know? Anybody that says that, I'm going to be like, <laughs> look it. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be nice. I think people... Unfortunately, think that they have the right to comment on things, and I, and you know, and I wonder if you know, because I know people talk about the downside of social media, and I think that, and I'll be honest, like sometimes I'm tired of older people that actually don't have experiences with social media or really the internet that then have all these opinions. That's what bothers me. But at the same time, don't get me wrong, like because a lot of times they have no idea what's actually going on. Because if you tell them the true horrors of the world, they're not going to believe you. But then if you tell them about the good stuff, they're not going to believe you. So it's like, maybe you should interact with the world before you, you know, have this opinion. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, the internet is both a horrific place and a beautiful place. And unfortunately, multitudes exist in all situations. But I do think that there's a lot of, you know, good with community, especially at things like with Barefoot is Legal. If we didn't have the internet, we wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a radio show. There wouldn't yeah, be barefootislegal.org. There wouldn't be, with there wouldn't be real. About things. Yeah, there wouldn't be real Barefoot is Legal on Instagram, you know, that y'all can check out. But, like, there wouldn't, you know, and there wouldn't be the barefooting community that there is on Facebook through Barefoot is Legal. And we'd all just be walking around a little weird feeling all alone. Yeah, and you know so, there's no one out there to help. Internet, I think, has been so impactful with creating communities. But I think, like, the annoying thing, and again, kind of kind of going into a conversation we had earlier about when I, like, talk too much about, but, like, how there are certain people 
that don't have to go through certain struggles, don't belong in certain communities that unfortunately then get kind of jealous and then like try to make things about them. And even as a neurodivergent person, like that can be really frustrating. And it's just like, Oh my God, like, can you just, can you let us exist in our existence? And I'm never going to tell somebody like, Oh, you're not actually neurodivergent. But when people who, you know, aren't and proudly will say they aren't and then still want to kind of, try to act as if they're having the same experiences, it can be very frustrating. And or it, tell it, us ours aren't real. Or tell us ours aren't Yeah, ours aren't real because when they quote-unquote experience what they think is the same thing, it's nothing near that. Everybody, Their burnout Everybody's a little ADHD. That one makes Oh, my gosh. Angry. And I get it. And I think it's hard because it, it, I've noticed that there are a lot of people that make um, negative comments about ADHD and autism that I'm like, okay, but you are too. And you're not ready to have that conversation, but oh my God, the way I could talk to you for hours on why you don't think it's real. It's because this is also your existence. Cause there are people like that, you know, and in my own life and my own family um, and finding out, you know, more about my own neurodivergency and people are like, Oh, well, that's normal. And I'm like, ah, maybe in our family, but no, it's not like there's, you know, like, so many things like I know I talked to my parents about that, and they didn't seem to think there was anything wrong with it. And then I'm like, I hear I'm like, they had it too. Like they were in my boat. They just yeah. And I think a lot of neurodivergent yeah. people, like you know, especially because these things are genetic. Like you know, it's interesting when you know when you get those diagnoses, especially if it's like you know later in your teen years, early adulthood, or later adulthood even. It's like going back and seeing those things how they were normal in your family and your parents, especially being able to see those things, and. Maybe with like grandparents, I don't want to see those things. And so it's like there are a lot of great things with, you know, community. And but unfortunately, there are, you know, people that I, because of the internet, be able to hide behind a screen that do feel like they can get the right to comment on anything. And I think a lot of people have brought that into real life where they think that they're allowed to, like, you're allowed to have your opinion. But I think some people, they aren't expecting someone to argue back or especially in person or direct. Like, okay, like, you but know, if you want to con, if you want to create conflict, like, I'll give the same energy back. I was going to say, they don't expect you to be as direct as they are being. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but even especially if you handle it better than they do, right. that freaks more them out more. And that's why I say to people, like, try to handle things as calmly as you can. Because if anything, if you want to really get to a person more, like, even if you're only doing, do, trying to be calm out of spite, you know what? That works until you can be calm for other reasons. Hey, you know? Like, for- that's what's going to tick people off more is when you can handle things, know your information, and not get riled up because some people really just they, – some people really do just want a reaction, and mm-hmm. that's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to take their stuff out on, someone to abuse, someone to just criticize and put down. And so, you know, just standing up for yourself but also, you know, handling – standing up for yourself as calmly as you can, like, can help because in my experience, like, I've, I've honestly ticked more people off that way. Um, but at the same time, one thing that, like, I've messed up and done in the past when handling things this way is then forgetting to allow myself to feel it, um, especially if it's something that's more um, bottle it up more embedded within your life. Like, if it's interaction with more certain people mm-hmm. that are, you know, have a bigger role in your life or you have to see regularly versus a stranger, not allowing myself to then feel it. So, yeah, like, right. you know, kind of if you can, try to hold your composure in that moment. But as soon as you get to your car, like, if you need to, just, you know, cry a little. You know, scream, be angry, be upset, whatever. The F word is a very valid form of catharsis. Yeah, blush, catharsis, or whatever. Whatever. Stress relief. Yeah, you know, whatever. We got you. At least I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, And, you know, blast music, just scream, yell, put on your angriest music, or whatever, you know, just 
engage with that, you know, feral anger or that just feral, I'm going to feral anger. Really though. Or that feral, I'm going to fall my eyes out and I look like a dead zombie, whatever you need to feel, or even if it's not that intense for you, it doesn't matter. I just want you to know if you have intense reactions, things that's okay too, you know, but don't allow those things, you know, to, yeah, eat at you and take up all your time, but it is actually really healthy to set that time aside and allow yourself to feel it, experience it, get off your chest. Because the more we hold on to these things and try to put them down, you know, within ourselves and within our, our personal private experiences, that more harm that is going to come out of that. And so it's just really important to allow yourself to feel what you need. But at the same time, you know, I usually just try to stick to the facts. I try not to allow my emotions to really do playing too much of a role when interacting with people and like, well, there are, you know, no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces in the United States. Therefore, this it's actually illegal um, to discriminate against barefooting, to tell me to leave, or I bring up, you know, how they're breaking the law. You know, like I'm trying to think of a good example right now, but like I just, I really just try to stick to the facts and, mm-hmm. you know, just handle it calmly because... It's your store policy to discriminate against barefooters and it's yours for policy to be breaking the law and I don't want to give the money, my money to the mob. <laughs> that's literally, I've said that. But yeah, or even I don't, or even if you don't say that, just like I don't want to give my money to a business that's actively breaking the law. I think that's a nicer way of saying it. But, you know, it's essentially just organized crime. And it is. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but if somebody else wants to it a little bit differently, that's fine too. Oh, like, absolutely. Whatever you're comfortable with, you can find a more um, politically correct way of saying that. Be my guest. But unfortunately, I mean, most people don't realize that it's illegal, and I think a lot of people think that they're, you know, they're doing their job right. They're, you know, they think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I, so, I mean, even, too, I think sometimes sticking to the facts and not getting emotional reaction, especially if, if you're not always good at um, reading the situation until it becomes clear, which I'm one of those people, helping me to stay calm and stick to the facts, can help because there are times where I've kind of overacted a little bit and not saying that I've gotten like crazier saying things like even things are reaction, but where like my energy has gotten very defensive where I'm like, well, there are no laws or health codes against it. I'm not breaking the law. Actually you are like, that's very different than being able to calmly be like, well, there are no laws or health codes against, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's so well, having like... the wrong tone or the wrong <laughs> approach with my energy, even like, and you can realize that person's do... miseducated. They're not even trying to hurt you or, or they're just trying to be nice. Be like, why? Why? Why do yeah. I have to you? You explain it to me yeah. in a logical way. That's your job. You're yeah. the one that's making these claims. It's your job to prove them. I don't have to disprove them. You have to prove them to me. Yeah. You but know. So. I think it's very helpful to, you know, just try to stay calm, especially if you're not good at always reading the situation. Um, but knowing that if you experience anger, anxiety, frustration, you're upset and you need to cry or if you're just like I never want to leave my house again and I hate the world whatever your reaction is or even if it's just indifferent but annoyed like you know whatever your reaction is like it's totally valid like unfortunately it's gonna be hard and I think we remember too that a lot of people try to deter us from barefooting yeah we might be experiencing shame and might be shamed and that can you know have negative effects they are too afraid and allow shame to control their lives too much that they are afraid to barefoot and they're afraid of people that barefoot. Yeah. And like, I was something where I'm not going to get too much into it, but like, I was something I've, you know, even been talking to a therapist is like 
with my, you know, ADHD and autism, like I sometimes do act socially inappropriately. And that's not always, and, and, and I'm a guy, like I'm a perfect person. Like there are times where, perfect. you know, I have <laughs> second. You know, I've intentionally, or not, I've unintentionally, you know, hurt people, you know, it happens, and unfortunately. You just figure out how to get right if you can. But a lot of the times where I've acted socially inappropriately and got negative feedback had nothing to do with hurting people. Right. Or even if it's something that, if not done the right way, could be hurtful. Um, it's like my empathy is always there, you know, my, um, my even with my emotions, even when my lesser empathetic states, like, emotionally like I still have you know that emotional intelligence I have a lot of people that well, even just older people in my life have been like well you do have a lot of emotional intelligence so like whatever and that's been kind of nice for me to hear because I don't always feel like I do but um as somebody that struggles to understand their um, emotions through like alexithemia and whatnot but um I was realizing that you know I do act socially inappropriately sometimes because of my ADHD and my autism, but even barefooting, even if you don't have those things, barefooting is socially inappropriate often, even though it's there, it's not legally or morally wrong. It's, you know, within our yeah, American society, in a most places, socially inappropriate. And talking about how, but sometimes, too, in the ways that people have projected their crap onto me because of, you know, me acting socially inappropriately, how much, how much of the time it, it wasn't always just, like, because they didn't agree with it, it a lot of time it was because there was jealousy or they kind of did the same things but in worse ways that didn't have any empathy behind it and didn't worry about people. Like, it was just genuinely um, – and I don't even really know how to explain that because, like, I don't, there's so many things that are so related to my own personal genuinely stuff. Genuinely hurtful. But hurtful. Hurtful would be better. Yeah. Like, I just – I don't know, and and it's hard because then I feel bad for anybody that, you know, like I've unintentionally hurt if they perceived it the wrong way, even still. But, again, when you were talking earlier about how people have been like, oh, well, I wish I could do that, and you're like, what's stopping them? It's shame. Yeah. It's fear of acting socially inappropriately, um, even when it's not morally or legally wrong. Correct. And I think that that's the thing that stops a lot of people from a lot of different goals and dreams and happiness and just taking care of their bodies and living in tune with their bodies because we just live in this world where there's just so much shame and um, unchecked capitalism definitely has a lot to do with that. People are overworked. You're not supposed to have needs or thoughts or feelings. Like, God forbid you need to eat and sleep. And that's your house book lived in, you know, just like anything at all is just it, a lot of times it's so negatively I don't know, just having needs is often just so negatively perceived in our society, being a person even, that right. I think it can be really hard for a lot of people. Um, Agreed. And we'll probably run an ad break here in a second, but to, you know, kind of finish on this thought a little bit, um, and maybe we'll get back to that ad break, depends on where our brains are at and what we hey. want to talk about. But I think it's just really hard because if you are somebody that's acting socially inappropriately, but there is nothing that you are morally or legally doing wrong, you know, remembering that and remembering, are you going to allow other people's opinions to affect your ability to live your life? Um, healthily and happily and doing what's right for you and living authentically to you 
by the same people who are also allowing other people's thoughts, feelings, and opinions to control them and rule them. These other people aren't even living authentically. Even if they're not barefooters, that's totally fine. Like, I'm not saying that the only way to live authentically is to be a barefooter, but a lot of these people, the reason why they're hating Chris, I think they're not living authentically. They're not happy with themselves. If people were living truly authentically, like, you know, they wouldn't feel the need to take down other people. Now, it's one thing right. to try to dismantle people who are problematic and systems that are problematic, and then it's another thing to just attack people for no reason, just exactly. to be problematic. No, right. You're exactly right. Oh, my gosh. She's so right. She's throwing it around. It's the phone on accident. Love when my hands At least you didn't have the That's true. We could've, we could've Sometimes I just throw things on accident because my hands Dude, twitch. My but hands I threw my phone before people thought I was mad. I'm like, no, nah, I just can't hold on to nothing. Literally. Nothing. Not um, <laughs> but just remembering to not allow those things to rule you and just living true to yourself is so important because at the end of the day, I think if more people just incrementally and slowly stopped living in shame and instead started living in love, um, and love is without shame and judgment and malice, Right. then the world would be a better place. Our communities and different social environments would be a much, we much all better place. To get along without having to judge and speak. Yeah, and, when, and the world would naturally become a more inclusive place, I believe. And let's face it, we kind of do it, too, because when we think about people that do that, we're wanting to condemn them, which is funny. Yeah. But I think, though, too, one thing, because believe me, I've had my own, like, oh, I'm, for years, I didn't really want, want to say a lot of things or have negative things. People are always kind of playing devil, devil's advocate in ways that need to because I always just trying to have empathy with literally everyone. Obviously, there's certain things I'm not going to play devil's advocate for, but certain people, certain situations, and having to realize that, you know, it's all about how you use your energy and what's the purpose. And, right. you know, again, like, are we dismantling problematic things in society? Are we talking people? Because even the people that think about negatively, we're talking about a societal problem. I'm not up in their faces screaming at them or, right. you know, coming at them in the store or making wreaking havoc on their lives. I'm going to a radio show for people that have, you know, relating um, experiences, talking about a specific type of people and interactions and um, and something that's really deeply embedded within the problematic, systematic, just crap of society on a radio show with ho- mostly, hopefully, like-minded people in general. And, well, and not be, it, and I, I don't know, expect I don't everyone to have the same opinion as me because, like, totally, like, have your own opinions. But if, you know what I mean, like, we're barefooters, we have a lot of these same experiences. And maybe if you're in a, you know, a more friendly area of barefooting, you're like, oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, you know, because there are people from other countries that, you know, have been like, we don't understand what the problem is. Like, you have to deal with this. That's exactly. weird. Is and you're really like, necessary? yeah. I've had people even in this group, like, is this really, is this really data? Is this, is this group really necessary? And I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. And, it, and it, it, it's essential to all freedoms. If we don't have the freedom of our own darn feet, I what mean, do we have? Come on, it's feet. They're freaking just want to play. Mm. Yeah. Well, we'll I think we need to run an hour and a break real quick. And I was going to time anyway. Um, and then we'll try to, you know, uh, start kind of yeah. finish up the show. We'll have. Hour. Yeah. Well, not like finishing, finishing up, but yeah. Anyway, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. But this oh. is.
Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights, legalities, advocacy, and awareness around barefooting. Um, and we will be back. Bye. Freaks, outsiders, weirdos, the wallflowers, oddball loser, fish out of water, speak up, talk quieter. We are different. There's no arguing. It's a fact. A patchwork of flaws, we grow and adapt. We're funky, unconventional. See life through kaleidoscope eyes. In a field full of clovers, with our four leaves, we bask in blue skies. Flaws are natural. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our scars. There is a misfit in all of us. We just have to be brave enough to embrace who we are. Hey everyone, Proof here again. I want to let you know that you want to protect yourself against this upcoming food shortage that's about to happen. I know with all this COVID stuff that growing your own food is going to be extremely important right now. So I want to introduce you to my friends over at groundwithagarden.com and you can get yourself hooked up with a vertical garden that you can grow inside or outside of your house. So if you have a back patio or you don't have room outside, you can grow in either way. And I have a bunch of stuff growing on mine. I have pictures to share. I love this thing. This is the best garden and most successful that I've ever had for gardening for my own self. So let me give you the website again, groundwithagarden.com. That's groundwithagarden.com. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias, but they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. 
going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights, legalities, advocacy, and awareness of the barefooting lifestyle and just general support and information. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Barefoot is Legal. There is a public page as well as a private group. You can ask some quick questions, um, and the admin team will review it. Um, not to be meant to be exclusive, but just try to make sure that we have, you know, barefooters and we have the people that are meant family to be in this friendly, community. Like-minded individuals. Yeah. And family-friendly as well. finish the stuff, that's one thing. That's fine. That's totally your own business. Right. This is not the group for that. Yeah. This is not what we are about. Exactly. We are about just the more the spiritual, the religious, not religious, that's wrong. The spiritual, emotional, physical, healing benefits of spirituality. Yeah. Not, nothing sexual. So that's what, again, I'm not. And it, so please don't send me any messages either because I'm not into that. But if that is what you're going to find the right group for you. They are out there. This yeah. is not one. Exactly. That's all and I'm we're not it. here to shame people, clearly, like, even talking about shame in general. You do you. Live your own life. Um, but find the right but, group for you. But, yeah, and, and, and don't harass people. Um, you know, even just with, you know, the Instagram, I know Audrey's had some issues. We've actually kicked some people out of the group lately that I've just literally, you asked for, asked me for feet pics. Nope. Bye. And just be respectful yeah, of other people. Um, and if you are experiencing any issues like that, again, let the admin team know and they will take care of it. Yeah, this know. is not the group for those things. We want everyone to feel safe and welcomed. And, again, if you are me into those things, like, in that way, like, you know, just well, be you're, respectful you're, of the other people in the group and what the group is supposed right. to stand for. Like, you're welcome in our group also, just you are not welcome to solicit that type of behavior. Material. Yeah, and material. Like, it's just, 
it's everyone's welcome. And we're not here to exclude. Like, you know, we're here for people to be welcome, but be mindful and respect the other members and respect what this group is supposed to be for because we want right. everyone to feel safe. And that's not what this group is for. That makes people feel unsafe. I mean, you can be a, you can be for both. What we're yeah. for and, and the other Your own side. thing, yeah. But that side needs to stay out of this group is all yeah. we're saying. That side needs to – this isn't the place to discuss that. And we have had, especially females, it makes them, us feel uncomfortable uh, vulnerable. It doesn't. We don't like it. We don't yeah. like being solicited, unwarranted. Leave it alone with that. That's basically all we're going to say about that. I yeah. Think, but and I think it's obviously we again we want to keep this as family friendly as possible. But it is important to bring attention to these things in order to help Not keep absolutely. everyone safe. Be mindful. Remind so no Or well, and so no one is surprised later if they think it's that group. Well, we, we gave you the disclaimer that it's not that kind of group. We we let you know. It's not that kind of group. Like, if you want tips on how to be able to do this in public and whatnot, perfect. You know, that's what we're here for. If you want someone to take photos for your own personal use, that is not what we're here for. There are other places for that. Moving on. But, um, because, yeah, yeah, I think, no, we're, I I think we're spending more than enough. No, all I can okay. think about is um, how you were showing me your toe thing on your cut. Oh, yeah. Okay, y'all. You you've been listening to me on the show for what two years? Two years now. I've been doing the show for real. I don't know. A lot of years. Two years. You've probably been doing it closer to three. Honestly. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, I, I time is stupid. I've been doing it for. So a you know how how freaking goofy ridiculous I can be. I was hiking the other day, and one of my boobies that I was talking about earlier. This is funny. It is actually I stepped on a stick, and it got the inside of my big toe. And it lines up perfectly with where my mm-hmm. toe ring is. So I have to keep a Band-Aid on it so it can heal. Yes, I could take the toe ring off, but it's still going to rub my toe. So I still going to want – it's on the inside of my toe, you know. So it's still – but it, I think it's so funny that I managed to literally get a boo-boo from a stick that lines up perfectly with the toe. It's, it's funny. Maybe I'll share a picture later so you guys can get a good, good giggle out of it too. But the toe ring is like – and it's literally, look at that. Yeah, it's literally, make it makes it worse. It, it irritates it more. Even when I don't have the toe ring on, the toe still rubs it, but it's more, it's, it's more exasperated with the ring. I just find it hilarious. And it, it, it's, it's like a, those things with, like, life just knows how. It's totally an Audrey moment. It is definitely a, who does these things? Audrey! Yeah. <laughs> so. I think it's funny, though, because that was all I could think about, though. I was just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty comical. And I don't remember if there was anything else in particular you wanted to discuss. Uh, probably, but I forgot. If I'm being honest, there was yeah. that thing. Uh, no, just basically, like I, you know, what we always say, you be kind, help when you can. If anybody has any questions or needs any information, tips, tricks, has any issues. If you have any issues with anybody, like if you're part of the private group and you have any issues with anybody. Um, even if it's not the soliciting matter, you know, there's other ways to have issues, obviously. Um, just let us know. Um, if you have questions, need, again, need some tips, some encouragement, some confidence. Building. My, for me, the biggest thing that helps me go through is just confidence. If, I'm, if, you're, if you feel real insecure and you keep looking down at your own feet and watching people and seeing where their eyes go, whatever, then that'll kind of – almost bring the, the haters on, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be more of a, it has more potential, but if you go in there with your head out high, ignore it, nothing, you're not doing anything wrong and you know it, 
Yeah, you're not you're doing anything morally like, or People are less wrong. likely to say anything to you. I've started, there's Dollar, dollar General, folks. Anybody out there that knows Dollar General is the worst place to try and get into. There's one in my neighborhood that, like, they don't say a word to me anymore. They don't say what, and they look at them every time. They know I'm not wearing shoes every time I go well, in there. They don't, and there is somewhere, some will still say things. Some of them won't, but yeah, they always they, are but looking. Some, yeah, and if they say it, and I, I just like, they're like, so why? No, but what this one recently, and I did leave because I was trying really hard to live by my be kind, help when you can, and don't be a jerk. And I really, really, my fist wanted to fly up at her face. That's all. She was yeah, very ugly feeling that way and doing her. She was being very ugly yeah. about it, so I calmed myself. But when I, because when I asked her, she said, "I, you know, I'd have shoes on." When I asked her why, she said. Because that's our policy and that's the law. You can't go in places. I said, that's not actually true. She said, oh, yes, it is. I said, you really, I, all I said to her was, you really need to do your research before you speak. I don't want to give you my money anyway. And I left. I could have kept pushing it. I, I could have, but I was in a mood where I was like, I wasn't going to be kind at all. And anybody that knows me, like, I, that's why that's one of my things mm-hmm. for life because I have, I, sometimes I have a hard time. And sometimes my tone betrays me where, like, people say I sound like I'm being mean and I'm angry, but I'm not. Like, I think I'm sounding calm and fine and level, but I'm not. So it's like I'm trying really, really hard to not be a jerk. And I knew if I stayed, I was going to break. I was going to break it. I was I was not going to be no. nice anymore. And I, which, you know, yes, getting nice to you, you walk all over. I don't even remember what I needed in there. I think it was, like, a nail polish or something. So I just went to the Dollar General and I got it there. Because yeah. I know they are not going to bother me. I don't care. It's not about it's about the people that are running the stores. Yeah. Well, and the thing, too, again, like what you said there, what, like, you know, you need to do your research before you speak. Yeah. I'm not going to give you my money. That's not even a mean thing to say. My tone was very mean. But exactly. I understand where you're looking back. You're like, oh, I bet I used the wrong tone. Yeah. Um, But I do think that is still oh, a phrase that could help other people. No, but absolutely. just be mindful, you know, of your tone and like you need, things you like that. And it's true. And like we do, we do our own research too. And if you don't believe us, what we're saying, you are your own individual person that has the power to look it up. Yeah. You can also do your own research. You have access if you to want to fact check internet, me, then you can it, look it up. Yeah. If you want to fact check me, I'm doing the, uh, you can, you can find me at oddball K on Instagram. Um, and you can send me a question and try and fact check me. And I'm more than willing to, if it's a new, if it's new information, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll dive into it. I have no problem doing my own research and you shouldn't either. Yeah. Nobody should have their, no. like that. Don't take anybody for their word. Even me. Yeah. I tell you all the time, like, and I know sometimes I can be wrong or, or, or part of the picture. Because I'll be honest, there are times with like doing research, even with like researching my ADHD, my autism, and the way that, you know, barefooting, sensory stuff, and how, you know, barefooting really does help with so many different things with that. For me, like, I'm looking at the information um, that on a spectrum that is so diverse, two spectrums that are so diverse between the ADHD and autism. And I'm looking at information that is relevant to me and helps me and adds value to my life. But that doesn't mean that I understand everyone's perspective. And that, exactly. But I've had to do this in order to understand my experience, in order to get my stuff together. And that was kind of hard for me because I, I got to a point where I wanted to be able to know as much as possible. But I realized a lot of things, there were other things I wanted to research instead mm-hmm. to learn more about. 
And um, even if even things that don't have anything to do with me, but sometimes we kind of need those moments and those things where it's kind of about us. So that way we can understand ourselves. And when we understand ourselves and who we are, that's when we can help other people better. Right, right, right. Because there can be so many things living inside us that we're not even aware of that are influencing our interactions with this person, which then influence the way that person reacts and interacts in a situation. And all these things that we're not aware of living inside of us, you know, still influence us. And if we're not made aware of these things, we don't fix these things and look at how these things could be affecting our relationships because of the ways they're affecting ourselves, then, you know, there's, we got to be able to do this. We got to be able to look and being able to look at what's covered up underneath. And And most of the time shame, we were talking about before, is what's covering that up and and fear. Remembering that it's not all about us. Yeah. Granted, we know our own experiences and we research what's pertinent to us more often, but sometimes I think we can get stuck in our own heads and think that, like, I mean, at least, okay, me personally, sometimes I get stuck in uh-huh. my own head. Yeah. And I personally, you know, Relatable. I know already. <laughs> yeah, know that I forget that sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I forget that mm-hmm. there are differences of opinion, so to speak. And differences of experience because, with the same thing. Either. Right. Well, and it's like, because, yeah. too, like, in my head, like, the whole thing about people having a problem with their feet, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. So I have, and this is honestly, this isn't to make excuses. It's part of ADHD. I have to remind myself that, like, because it can be a very egotistical, like, and not in the, like, egotistical message, you know, no, man, you know, you know, right. It's, it's just, way, right. Like, it's you know, egotistical uh, just means if I, like, if it doesn't hurt me, it shouldn't hurt anybody else. Like, just mm-hmm. thinking, like, forgetting that we're all different people uh-huh. kind of thing. And, like, and not to interject so, real, but to interject real quick, that is a very common thing with ADHD mm-hmm. and autism. Yeah. And even looking back at old notes, what you can start seeing in normal infancy versus autistic infancy, um, when I was, like, in college, some old things I found, um, a big thing that shows up is egotism. Mm-hmm. Now, narcissism is something that can develop through trauma for people who are right. and autistic. I have personally met and had experiences with people that, you know, that did happen for them, and I was hurt by those people, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, hope everybody gets the help they need, and, you know, including myself. And because um, sometimes I have a hard time, you know, being hope like, everybody you know, even thinking about myself. But as much as I, you know, can project like this, oh, like being so um, – involved myself, but that's part of the ADHD and autistic experiences. Um, and that's where kind of, you know, with the way we communicate things where, you know, that was where we look at normal, fin- sorry, let me go back to the normal infancy and autistic infancy. Um, egotism is something that shows up and it's often not actually a narcissistic thing. It's something it in, in which, um, and you see it in all infants, but there takes a different, it yeah. takes a different um, approach later as the kid becomes a toddler and enters toddler in early childhood, you know, versus normal infancy where it starts out where all children are, you know, kind of egotistical. There's no separation of themselves and their mothers and their caregivers. Neurotypical children will grow out of it. And and at an earlier age, they will realize they are, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. And just because it doesn't hurt them doesn't mean, like when they bite, they realize, oh, I'm hurting them. They bite and they think they're like, yeah. why is this child crying? Like it mm-hmm. doesn't hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Because that's so it's like, and it's not just so that they don't 
grow, that they grow out of it is that they learn. They become more socially people. aware. It takes longer. It's a big part of it. For right. those who are neurodivergent to grow out of it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like. Especially when you're not made aware of it. Because that's where a lot of us can become overly empathetic even. And I have friends, you know, with understanding their, you know, ADHD and autism later in life, a lot of um, women, or not a lot of women, but like some of the women I'm friends with and um, more some women in my life, we're realizing how, you know, we took on different, this approach of people pleasing and empathy where other things existing with other people became our thing. Yeah. And, and that can happen in different ways. But even like I have a friend, um, she's also been understanding her neurodivergency and like plays into that as well for her. But her daughter, she, you know, has been in the process of finding out um, her about like and, and diagnosing and evaluating um, over the past over a year now, um, her daughter's ADHD and autism. And, and then understanding her husband more because her husband has ADHD and autism. Um, she's not really, and my friend herself is not necessarily sure if she's autistic, but she knows she definitely has ADHD, but even she took all of that people pleasing um, and especially becoming a mother young because life um, happens. Um, uh-huh. And so for her and her husband had been diagnosed with so many different things and some of them were misdiagnoses and they had to kind of realize that later on, but they didn't really know exactly what was wrong with him. But he was, but even he was already diagnosed with ADHD, but he was even finding out where like, Oh, he was autistic, but he was diagnosed with OCD and oppositional defiance disorder. And how am I talking too fast? Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're good. I'm and sitting here. I'm like, I'm struggling to keep up with you. Sorry guys. Oh. I do have a tendency to talk very fast and just info dumping. I, about, in, no, you're, about you're people. Fine. <laughs> no, you're good. I just don't realize. I just, sorry for any listeners. They're like, what is going on here? Um, <laughs> all good. But I'm just trying to get back on talking my brain. Um, and understanding, you know, his autism, but he was, um, you know, diagnosed originally with OCD and oppositional defiance disorder, and he had already had his ADHD diagnosis. And, but it was interesting to see the different ways and even how within society, the biggest ways and differences that men and women, um, you know, in a female assigned at birth people and a male assigned at birth people, what, however you want to look at this, um, these demographics, there is key differences in the way that autism and ADHD is shown, but it actually is a lot more to do with um, the socialization and what that does and how that influences and right. how those experiences and, and stimuli affects the brain and even interacting with people. That is a form of information and stimuli. But and and so there's a lot of different ways within the egotism that can show up. And it's not always inherently narcissism, but it's like, well, if it doesn't hurt me, it doesn't hurt you. While other people can take on that egotism actually in a way that doesn't sound like egotism, if you don't understand what it is, um, as, oh, whatever's hurting you must hurt me and must break me. And, like, well, I have to be distraught over everything. Right. And you become, because if you're naturally wired with high empathy, like myself and a lot of my friends are ADHD and autistic, or we have a hard time showing empathy, but we're, hardwired very empathetically it can be really hard to um separate our empathy and some stuff like that and then you know where we can forget to feel our own things because we're so busy feeling for other people which in in itself can also do damage in relationships and things like that Mm -hmm. and so it's like and you have to think that this is something that happens within people and this can happen within people um for other reasons you know outside of adhd and autism but this then, you know, 
although it may seem unrelated, we have to think that we interact with people all the time, and this influences the ways that we interact with people. This influences the ways that, you know, me and Audrey even influence and interact with the world and those around us and the people that we relate to and the ways that other people relate to people. And the way well, like that people people at yeah. work, I make sure no, you're okay. Like at work, I make sure they know like you have to tell me these things because I don't realize. Which goes like that's what I think. It's like you know, I have that egotistical tendency to forget that like other people have problems with other things that I'm like I don't understand. Like uh, I don't understand why people have problems barefooting. I don't understand why it's a problem to mm-hmm. like I've been told I wear too much color, which is funny to me because I'm like that's not possible. I don't understand that. This doesn't make sense to me. Or if like mm-hmm. one of my one of my best friends, colorfully, socially inappropriate. Right. <laughs> One of my best friends, like we're both into a lot of same things, you know, our crystals and our holistic healing and, and that kind of thing. But like, she's always wearing dark colors and then I'm like this bright rainbow. And it's just, it's funny because, you know, you can have be the same on some things and different on others. And we're, you know, it's, but for me, it's, I, I just have a hard time being like, why? Like, I don't, I want to understand, but I'm like, it, I don't. So it's like, do you run into me in public and I seem like I'm trying to be like confrontational about when I'm like, well, why can't I do this? Why is it, what's, it's literally, I want to know. I'm not trying to start trouble. I'm trying to find answers. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And especially with the bear, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, and then when, if you, like, again, like I said earlier, if you come at me and try and tell me, you know, you have to have shoes on in here, it's now your job to prove to me why, not my job to disprove you. Like, you have to show me why. You started this. You have to provide the information. That's how this whole thing works. Especially if you're the front plate. Like, like, you want to talk about policy? Where's your policy? Yeah. Is it, let me see your Show your me. Show me the money. No, uh, right, yeah, it's like, so it doesn't, where, <laughs> Sorry. yeah, it doesn't, you know, it just doesn't compute, and again, if you're going to start arguing with somebody, have the information, right, like I told the lady, do your research before you speak to people, yeah, exactly, because it's now your job to tell me why I have to, not my job mm-hmm. to tell you why, even though that's what's happening, yeah, if I'm telling you, that your policy is actually breaking the law, and I told her that she was no, no, it's not. I said I just I'm bye. I cannot. I'm not arguing with disgusting, hateful people right now. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just don't have it in you. And you know, we all are only human, and I think you know the more that we. Ah, uh, not me. I'm part thing. Okay. <laughs> We're still human, so yeah. you know. And, anyway. And well, and actually, <laughs> I want to talk on something. I mean, I think oh, finish your first thought. Finish your first thought. Finish your first thought. Oh, Miss, now I don't remember it. Oh, Audrey, it's okay. Moving on. Moving I did it on. twice. Anyway, um, no, it's actually, this ties in with neurodivergency and even just having different health issues, something that um, I thought you just started talking about that. And I can't remember the other thought before, okay, actually. Sorry, you just pushed it out of my brain. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Like, literally, you can probably see it on my face. I'm like, I don't know where the thought is. That helps. You said we're only Yeah. Doing... But, and this, but this also ties in, so it works. Okay. Let okay. me, let me speak. <laughs> but, oh, um, I know. I talk way too much. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. But, but then you guys sometimes do things where it's like, okay, let me talk. Because <laughs> Audrey can't speak right now. <laughs> anyway. ADHD yeah. autism. We love it. But 
Um, the thing is, it's like understanding, you know, like, yeah, we are only human. Um, somebody, you know, we make mistakes and having that with how you interact with people. Um, and okay. It makes sense. Both these things can tie in together though. Anyway, but when we understand the things and experiences and other people's words, and the way it's affected us, even if it doesn't take up, you know, the main focus in our minds, Sometimes it can be running in the background and still influence the way that we look at situations, we approach situations that are similar leading up. And I think it's really important to understand that the people and the stuff they put on you in the past, like that's people and the stuff they put on you in the past. And yes, you need to understand that and work through that experience, but that's not necessarily what's going to happen every time, but also the way you negatively maybe have responded. Sometimes that's not necessarily going to happen every time. And if you work right. through normally, these things again, you can prepare for things she better. She came at me with an energy that killed a board. Yeah. And, and if people come at you with very nasty energy, it's really hard not um, to defend yourself. Said it back and the more that we understand ourselves and the more we speak our truth and, and even just within ourselves to ourselves, the more that we are going to be, it's going to be easy to combat those things. So we kind of have to understand the really crappy things in life to reclaim ourselves, reclaim our identity, reclaim our rights, reclaim who we are, and be able to stand up for ourselves without, an, you know, being nasty to or allowing our negative experiences or traumas or the negative parts of ourselves um, to influence these things. So I think a lot of, and an executive function can have a lot to do with how we handle things, of course, too. But again, understanding how to regulate yourself, understanding what you look like in certain situations so you can avoid this. Right. We have to be self-aware in order to be better. And, you know, you have to remove shame and instead replace it with love because love is like, okay, we messed up, accept but, you know, we have to accept it. We have to work on, you know, accountability, responsibility, forgiveness. But that comes with loving ourselves and, like, truly. Yeah. Um, and be able to understand that we are able to do better. But when the thought that you had triggered was the interesting thing with, you know, having, you know, neurodivergent experiences, you know, and, um having, you know, disability issues and different health issues, it's like, you know, having to realize that you're only human. But I think a lot of us, you know, we become adoptable when we're forced to because people are adoptable, so we learn how to do things. And I'm so sick of able-bodied people using other people's disabilities as inspiration <laughs> because it's actually really gross behavior. Instead, give that person that praise and support for accomplishing these things despite how hard it was for them. But don't put it all over the internet to use it as just some gross thing to then shame other people and be like, see, love up. This because, like yeah, and then we're even a lot of, I can't how many able-bodied neurotypical people be in these comment sections uh, using this as their motivation or then trying to use this to crap on other people when I'm like, you're not even doing this. You're not even yeah. doing this. You're not even going through this much and still getting this done. You know, so calm down. Stop what you're doing um instead yeah get, appreciate that person and, and tell that person you're proud of them like wow you're going through so much and you are still getting this done and you know like give that person that praise and support and validation and tell them how amazing they're doing but don't just use this, some weird glorification shame ritual on the internet right. like it's, it's just kind of gross to see as someone and, and i think unfortunately sometimes like i i mean for you pages and like and algorithms are interesting but like, because 
like all see like actual like you know disabled people people with chronic illnesses you know sharing like their real inspirations and inspiring things and or sharing and also sharing the i'm only human side of it as well and it can be great to then sometimes i'll end up every now and then with stuff that's just like gross stuff and i'm like well, I, this then, is not what i needed today and this is not what anybody needs. but unfortunately when it does that and it publicizes people if they do freaking bad even for a uh-huh. second it's something oh so and so's now crash they can't do that it makes it and it's just sad to see and i think it's important to understand that multiple realities exist if you have any chronic health issue any illness you know disability neurodivergent experience there you know multiple realities exist in that you have your really great and things and because of the way you've learned to cope but even sometimes the way that we're wired and also the experiences we're forced to go through they um because of how the cards are dull or that's the way life played out you know something doesn't mean you're garbage we can have so many great amazing things from that and so multiple realities can exist and for me, you know, with my ADHD and autism and then, you know, experiences disabilities, it's hard because feeling like I'm only human and I'm profoundly human at times and then the most human, just, I always say feral, like, because I feel like even crying is feral, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're just that, like, human to being, feral crying. you know, to, like, just, you're falling apart, like, just being the most feral human person possible to then being so logical and computer-like and the way I'm wired and the way I pick up on things and the way I pay attention to detail and the way that my brain works, you know, the beauty in my, you know, madness methods, like, you know, and, you know, the mix of that ADHD chaos and that autism order when they come together. It was actually the name of a book I really liked. I know. Um, And I actually need to go back and, like, reread that series. I'm going to want to. Anyway. But um, there's, you know, there are a lot of good things that come out of that where it's really hard where you feel like you're going between being profoundly human in the worst sense to feeling like a, you know, high-wired computer where nobody else sees the things you do or, you know, or sometimes within my experience, I'll look at things like, well, really, it's only five steps. And I'm, like, talking about solving one of the world's biggest problems. But honestly, my five steps, if executed correctly in an ideal world, would work. Yeah. You know? But do we and live in an ideal no, world? No, no. Unfortunately. No. Or just the way I look at things so logically or the things that upset other people. Really, people, and we really shouldn't be upset in society, don't upset me. But then things that people are so desensitized and have no empathy for upset me, you know? So yeah. it's like feeling like you're going between being profoundly human and being like a, you know, a high-running computer, and even with fibromyalgia being a dynamic disability, some days it's like I'm on top of the world, and some days I literally am completely, like, useless, you know? And, 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 like, well, I think it's interesting with fibromyalgia, you know, a lot of people don't know much about it, but, like, you know, and, you know, we both have it, and your body is telling you, your nervous system is telling you all the time that you're in danger. And so a lot of times when I'm in dangerous situations, my body can move in ways I'm not even, I'm not even aware I, of. Oh, I've just, I didn't I, even know it was physically possible, I but every time I try I to do it at will, I can't do it. another child like a hurdle and, uh-huh. and dove and caught a child even from falling off of a ledge. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't know I and could. And when you people ask me if I could do that, I said no. See that, or when people see those We got on camera, I have my body pulled up on camera. Yeah. And she was like, you did what? And I'm like, dude, that baby's about to get hurt. Yeah, and so when people can see those very differences, even within physical disabilities, 
uh, where you're so on top of things, so like your your reflexes, the way you move. And for me, I have really calculated movement. I with my between my ADHD, my autism, and power recognition things like that. I'm really good at tracking. So playing with kids with like you know with like a ball or something like whether it's like like a beach ball or you know, a basketball, volleyball, any type of situation, I'm really good at having to do minimal movement that's very calculated. So other people are like, wow, that skill, or they don't see that, like, this is actually hard for me, but I don't realize I'm putting very minimal movement. I'm just very good at predicting where the ball is going to end up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then so, but then sometimes, but I don't really have, but then sometimes I can't really use my hands, so it's like hard to catch things. All right. But then other times people throw me things, and they're like, oh my God, how, like that, the skill. I and I'm just so. like, I'm really good at figuring out where things are going to land. <laughs> but um, I just don't always have, you know, and so, I think it's when people see those very ups and downs and forget that multitudes exist within people. People become very judgy and gross. And and I think barefooting has helped me really become, you know, really in touch with ebb and flow of, you know, the ups and the downs. And it helps me in both. It'll help you slow down because you have to think about your steps more too. Yeah. Where you're going. Like even in the places where I need to move, like being shoeless, like I am going to move so much quicker, get myself in and out of a dangerous situation much easier. And even just certain things in my life um, in general that I even look at, like, like honestly being barefoot, like, well, I thought you just show and this, this guy kidnapped this other guy and his way of getting him to not be able to run away was he took his shoes. And I was like, (laughs) I get away so easy. (laughs) I was like, if that's what you, if that's what your biggest goal I think I have like sharp rocks and glass and stuff outside too, but like, but again, I've walked over glass and I've had friends be like, what is, Oh, my God. And they don't want to say anything because they're like, I know you, and I shouldn't freak out. I don't want to embarrass you in public. But every time, like, how do you do that? But, yeah, so it's like, I was like, oh, I'd have no problem with that. Oh, what's the little piece of moonstone? Or even me going over, like, mulch and stuff. Um, I've had friends who are like, how are you doing that? And it's hard because right now I don't feel like I have as much, um, like, toughness or whatever built up so that I'm able to hike as much but still like being barefoot is so crucial to my mobility and be able to move um better damn that is really tough I got some no my oh my feet are soft but like I also more resilient than people I'm more resilient than still my feel like I'm more resilient than people would think but it's definitely gone down so like temperatures don't really bother me in the same way but you know there it's like oh everyone's here to like the 50s and sometimes uh-huh. 40s here in ohio and they're like you put your shoes on now no no like no even I'm so like it's not i'm going out barefoot and i'll be like wearing like four sweaters and mm-hmm. a jacket you know and whatever but i'm like but yeah because my upper body will feel cold but my lower body's like whatever yeah well i sometimes do this thing where i i, I I'm, I thought this is a funny way to say it. I, I cheat on barefooting, but I also cheat on wearing shoes. So, so <laughs> not even the sock thing. So, like, the other day, it was, you know, and, again, if you're someone who has sensory and temperature issues, like, this is something I do, and we are um, coming up near the end of the show, so I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly. Um, it was rainy, wet, and cold, and stuff like that, where it's, like, I need to be barefoot, but I need to have something on, so I have, like, these little slipper shoes, which I can show you after the show, Audrey, that I put on. I wear work because I have to. Well, I can flip them off and on easy, so I need to be barefoot to drive, and I, like, bring socks so I can have the heat going on my feet, so Mm -hmm. my feet are warm, it's not an issue, but I'll wear these slides, and the ground's, like, so wet, and plus, I don't like my feet being super wet. Anyway, they get waterlogged, which is kind of gross, whatever, sensory issues, cold sensitivities, and so... 
especially when it was like early in the morning when I'm getting up before like I don't have have to leave the house before seven putting like slides on um, having my socks on and then as soon as I get in my car I take them off as soon as I have to go in you know like I have the kids in the morning um, you know nannying like I you know I put them on to get into the house and I take them off and you know I put them on again to go back out to my car take them off to drive like you know so it's sort of like whatever you need to do to be comfortable and still do what you need to do for your body right yeah no exactly and you just listen to your body like for me i love the, like if i were to wear socks and go out in the wet oh my god it would irritate i would want to throw up oh yeah i can't do the but socks like in the wet either. but if i go outside barefoot and it's wet what when i do it if mm. like i ever do is it anyway I, I love it. I love having my yeah. feet in water. And my favorite thing to find when I'm hiking mm-hmm. is I call it the good mud. It's like, yeah. I love to dance in the mud. So it's all about yeah. knowing what you like and what your body is and uh-huh. what you can handle. Well, um, sensory preferences for me will change or right. temperature. So it's like, I always look for the good mud. Always look too, and that's okay. Yeah. My husband said he's going to make me a mud pit in the backyard. Oh. <laughs> oh, but okay. yeah. But we are coming up on the end of the show here. So we're going to call it quits for today. Um, this has been Barefoot is Legal. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and, and we're dedicated to promoting the rights, legalities, and ad- having advocacy, living the barefoot lifestyle. Uh, we're on Facebook. We've been picked up by Indiana, Mix Indiana 104, 105. Oh, 105. crap. It's okay. We can um, update later on Instagram or something. Yeah, we're, yeah. So I apologize for that. It's, but yeah, we're, Hold on, where to go, 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 where to go. Indianapolis mix. And it's not in there. Okay. Indianapolis mix. Anyway, um, we'll see you next week. Have a great week. Be kind, help when you can, don't be a jerk.